Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. I want a Rousey Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Episode 139 of Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you live. And I'm one of your hosts, Tom Hargis, joining me. Uh, Stephen Wojtowicz, and let me just do one final quick check of Twix here, and yep, Stadium Series jerseys still haven't been revealed. Bill Fougere, and I know who designed the All-Star jerseys. Ooh. Nick Lurita, it was me. <laughs> Nick, you so you're you're to blame. You are to blame for whatever that is. Listen, I won a contest. I want to contest Gary Bettman, just let me do whatever I wanted to do, but you know, it's a stick figure is all I can draw. So I mean maybe you'll see so what you happens. Draw stars. Ooh, let's draw stars in different colors. Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, primary colors were my main thought. And then big stars. That was what I was thinking. How'd you know? <laughs> it, it shows in your work. I uh, that's all that's all <laughs> I'll say. Does anybody know which one belongs to the Metro? Uh, the one um, with the stars on it. Yeah, oh, it's one of those, okay. you know, kind of fluorescent colors. The one with the NHL logo on it? Yeah, is that, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeesh. Well, right, well, I they... would bet the blue one. Well, no, there is no Metro division. They're going to have a, a draft. Wait, when did that 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 change? There was still Metro and three on three tournament the hell did last this year, happen? wasn't it? No, exactly. They're having a draft to de- determine the teams. Austin Matthews is a captain, and I think Cal McCarr is the other captain. Didn't they do this already in other in other sports? Aren't there four teams though? I, I yes, don't there, there would be four divisions. There there will be four divisions, Bill. You are correct. There's a West, a Central, a Metro, and the Atlantic. There will be four teams since there are four jerseys. Let me see if they name the other captains. Well, I'm going to pick Phil Kessel last. <laughs> uh, but I don't think he's invited. Unless unless it's 4th of July weekend and it's to Coney Island for the hot dog eating contest, mm. I don't think Phil Kessel is going to be invited, Bill. Sorry. Then what's the benefit of being a captain on one of these teams if you can't get Phil Kessel? Um, I I don't know. But who is going to be there uh, from our teams are Jack Hughes from the New Jersey Devils, Matthew Barzell from the Islanders, Igor Shosturkin from the New York Rangers and Sidney Crosby from the Pittsburgh Penguins. There was no other players that were voted in, right? Those are those are it from from ours. That was it. Our yeah. team. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. The rest are pretty much just Canada voting in just random players to see if they can get them voted in like Morgan fucking Riley. Didn't we talk last week in the money talk section that Morgan Riley wasn't an all-star Oh, did I talk about Morgan Riley? I don't remember. I, I Morgan thought Riley. we brought him. I thought we brought him up at least. But good. We Lord. said he. Do we? I think pretty sure we did say. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. We did say it. We did laugh at that. You're right. You're right. I'm looking at my podcast stuff now. Well, we were talking about the the mostly we were talking about the Toronto foursome in uh, last yeah. week. So that's why. But Morgan Riley did come up. I think as one of the the guys we were laughing about. 
Well, everybody way, but uh, Pajama Boy made it then, right? And that's of the of the, of the big four in Toronto. Yeah, Pajama Boy does not deserve it. So they actually uh, got that one right. I was gonna say, by the way, we didn't mention this, but the designers of the jerseys were Justin Bieber, Bill, and what, Nick, Drew. What? Bill had that breaking news he was gonna reveal. You just fucking stole his thunder. What are you talking about? It doesn't How? really matter who brings it up. Yeah, but that is correct, <laughs> Justin Bieber. Are Where? you serious? The designer. That's I why the jerseys are so re uh, ridiculous. He said it right Wait. at the top of the show. He knows who designed them. He was going to break that news. Wait, Wait. so it's... it's and then Wait, so it's, it's, cut this part out. Cut this part out. Edit it out. Wait. No. Wait, it's no, Justin Bieber. Who else? And his design team, whatever. Drew yeah. House Brand. Yeah. Of course he has a design team. Why wouldn't he have a fucking design team? Wow. Apparently it's not really much of a design team. Um, so I'm sorry. Uh, I stand corrected. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are the only two captains that have been announced as of yet. Are they going to have one from each division be a captain? You have to assume that would be it. Hold right? on. Let me check. Um, yeah, there, it doesn't say. Uh, they're holding it close to why, the best why just, would like those, uh, why would just like those stadium series jerseys uh, but literally from the fan vote it was Nylander uh, Cal McCarr um, Peterson Dreisaitl, Marner, Miller, Morgan Riley Brock Besser yeah, anybody and then, that and wears then a, a couple blue, of goalies anybody that wears a blue jersey got voted in and there will be the skills competition, but the skills competition is not open to everybody. It is just open to David Pasternak, Nathan McKinnon, Cal McCarr, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Jack Hughes, uh, Nikita Kucherov, Austin Matthews, William Melander, and Peterson. And, Shit, to, date, try. and to date, the NHL has still not stepped up and announced something special for the goalies. So the friends and rivals... Goalie 50 bucks. NHL All-Star Challenge is still in effect. $50, 50 to the charity of choice for the goalie that makes the most saves during the skills competition. That's right. 50 bucks. We have we we should do a full marketing press on that. We, we should we should do a we have press started. release. We have started the the onslaught. This week we will continue with tagging um all other podcast hockey podcasts that I know of, hoping to try and get other people to join in with the uh, the donation. That would be lovely. See if we can do a press release. Can we can, I, I will possible? write up I will write up I a press release. press release. I will talk to the PR department because they are in charge of press releases. <laughs> Wait, is Steve, is that still you or is that well no. yeah. But it's or a Nick. different so... me than the marketing department. <laughs> By the way, they've uh, announced they announced 10 of the 12 guys are in the all-star uh, voting or all star skills, skills competition. So there's the fans are going to vote two more in. So there's two Which... more for that. There's two more captains they got to announce. No, why don't they just wait a couple of weeks? So let we me could. let me let me guess. Let let me take a shot in the dark here at who's going to be added. Um, let's Morgan say Riley. Brock Besser and Morgan Riley. I will say those two guys will be at. No, I actually not Morgan Riley. I think it's going to be Brock Besser and uh, Mitch Marner. I think those yeah, two guys will be, be added. 
Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no, um, well, first off, there's no, there's already two Toronto Maple Leafs in this, right? So there can't be a third. That'd be ridiculous. No, it wouldn't like, be. And there's no defense. Very there's no NHL-ian. It's all, it's all forwards. Oh, no, Makar. Never mind. Makar's there. Never mind. Yeah, it looks like a forward. Um, yeah. How much does how much do you think? And Bill, this may this is a math question or a finance question. So let me let me let me direct it to you. How much does the NHL make on the NHL All Star Game, and how much do they shell out for the All Star Game? Well, uh, clear profit three hundred ninety seven dollars and sixty two cents. <laughs> Perhaps less than that. <laughs> Perhaps less than that. I oh, mean, I that. think, I think back in the day when we were growing up, NHL All Star Games were the fucking shit. But now they are just shit. They're just and scraping. Every... They're scraping at anything to try and make it fun for everyone. When all they got to do is just play hockey. It, but I know, but it's it's just not fun. And is it worth it to have the NHL All Star Game or All Star Games? Period. Anymore. I, I know. I know. Last year, I listen, think it last is. Last year, last year we talked about different formats that they could do something to jazz it up and and make it more fun and entertaining. I I just don't see it. I just don't see that they're doing that this year. And I gotta start asking the question: it, Is the All Star Game viable anymore? Wait, in its current form, I don't think so. I think it's dog shit, personally. I think the the closest thing they could get to, aside from like the old days of of you know how it used to be when they they threw in the best players and just had like a real game. I mean, granted, they definitely had some years where they just were you know fucking around a lot more than. Um, but I think the closest they've been to where it should be was actually um, when they did the the uh, uh, game in in um, what's it called uh, the outdoor game in uh, not Salt Lake, the one that was like a. Uh, the pretty one they did in the, the like in the middle Lake of Tahoe. the forest, Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Thank you. But I think that's the thing, though. They should just bring it back to like a fun thing. Go out to like a, a awesome venue. Go to like it doesn't have to be like Lake Tahoe. Most more is cold, so they don't have to fucking deal with like dumb shit with the ice. And you know, have like the guys coming in and out and like doing having a real game. Put some stakes on it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say they could bet on it because you know. They're already doing so much fucking betting on the commercials. Who cares? But, you know, anything that could drum up a, some competition. I mean, look at what the baseball does. They do. They, I think they still do it. The All-Star game, the winning team, that league gets the, the home field advantage in the World Series. They still doing that? So uh, I mean, I'm not sure. But I honestly forgot that they did an outdoor All-Star game. Yeah. I completely no, forgot. It wasn't all was it? Though, it, wasn't it was the stadium series. It was just the stadium series. Yeah, but yeah. why not have the All Star Game outdoors? That would be, be because I you know that you know as well as yeah. anybody that the All Star Game is really put on so that they can invite all of the sponsors to come out and spend the weekend and celebrate them and take them out to dinners and try and get them to spend more money come playoff time and. You know, shore up revenue and advertising for next season. That shit's gonna happen anyway. It's literally yeah. just a fucking expo show. Like it's a trade show. That's you all could, that it is. You could do that anywhere. Why do that in a city? Do that somewhere like where it's fun. You can like a small town and then have them all in like you know like an Aspen kind of situation. You know, 
like Kazaki would. But here's a, here's sense. a here's a situation where you have it. all the parties involved coming together anyway. They, you do an yeah. all star game anyway. Everybody does an all star game. You do an all star game anyway. Now you've got a you've got everybody in the same place at the same time. So they use it as an opportunity to shore up all the advertising and to to treat the sponsors and take them out and everything. And that's the only reason they really do it. Do do they do an all star game in the Premier League? What is that soccer? soccer? Oh, yeah. I, I, no idea. They don't. They don't. Okay. They have in, you, they, they do. Nick, you mean football? They take so many breaks for international competitions because they have international competitions throughout the year, and they have real like all star games because it's countries against each other or their whatever's the olympics or the world cup like the things that kind of make sense which they should do with hockey like the whole all-star thing is it's just so dumb and overplayed nobody cares like so shut down shut down for two weeks give the players three days off give the players three days to practice yeah and then do a week-long tournament international tournament sure the NBA no, is already no, with it. Absolutely, absolutely not. Why no, not? No, 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 no. Because fucking Panarin's not getting hurt and not coming back for the rest of the season because he tore an ACL. He'll just some decide not to play because he's, tournament. he's having a baby. <laughs> I mean, he, he did that this year, but but anybody. Fucking Jack Hughes fucking separates his shoulder. Now you don't have him for the playoffs. Are you going to be happy with that? No, but... What's the difference whether he separates his game? If he separates his shoulder in the All Star game, or if he separates his shoulders, his shoulder. It's an ex. In the second exhibition. In the second game, what does it matter? He still separated his fucking shoulder. But what if? What if it's? What if you said? Okay, what if you do something different? What if you said, NHL stay two games in in the season, right? What if they shorten the season, in the NHL to like sixty two? The other twenty games are international games. Does it matter then? They're playing the same number of games. They're playing the same sponsored stuff. They're all they're all the same, you know, through their their. Are clubs. the Rangers playing in international teams, or is it a hodgepodge mix of top Hodge players Hodge. from the Metro? Top players, top players from every team in the in the world go to the, this tournament. I mean, I the don't Angel know. players doesn't have to be Angel players, but why? But was, why do we have to do something in the middle of the fucking season? Why do we have to do that? Saying. You could. If, you want to. You want to do but, something. You want to do something for the players. Give them a fucking week off. Give them a week off in February. Enjoy the Super Bowl, guys. See you later. See see you in a couple weeks, and we'll get back to practice. You've rested up. Now get ready for the fucking playoff run. The All Star Game will never happen. The All Star Game could be cool, but they've tried to make it cool. You can't try to make something cool. It's just cool or it's not cool. And just stop trying. Just play the fucking East versus West. Do the skills competition, but don't do a skill and have 30 minutes downtime. And then do a skill and have 30 minutes downtime. And then do a skill. It's that that skills competition is way too dragged out. It should be an hour. And then just play the fucking game. And that's it. Don't try and do anything else. Don't try and jazz it up. Don't have a draft. Don't play three on three. Play five on five. East versus West. Yeah, I mean, when when did when did the NHL All Star 
stopped being fun? Was it after like in the in the early two thousands? It was whenever like shit. No, the Owen Nolan game was great, right? Yeah, that was ninety seven. Even the one where they even the one where they voted in that Arizona Coyote shitty player, and he wound up winning the fucking MVP. Uh, Scott, uh, right? Yeah, that was that was fun. That That might have been the last cool one. The last games. It has to be five on five for one thing, or else everything's a gimmick. And and like the sixteen to ten five on five games, they they were kind of fun in some in some way, Um, but I I don't think there's any saving any all star game at this for me. Every all star game is just complete garbage, and and I can't watch any of them. They're just just because of the because of the competition level. Yeah, in any sport, yeah, in any sport too. Like it, it's, it's just so dull. It's incredibly dull. The, the skills, things are dull. The, it's all. I will admit, like, uh, I'm, I might, I, I'd still tune in sometimes for some of the home run derby. I usually wait for the later rounds because those are really fucking long derby. But, uh, but that's kind of fun. <laughs> like that, that's like just like this impressive feat of strength that you don't really see anywhere else. Like, there's not a skill in the NHL that would like compare to it. I. I feel like like that. I want to watch, even their the NHL skills are impressive, but I don't want to watch. Like the the hardest, I think the hardest shot would would, just by sheer strength. I think that would be maybe the closest. It's yeah, I think I agree. I think it's the closest. Accuracy shooting was pretty cool. Um, I don't know what do they got going on this year. I'm almost scared to see what. And and also, hey NHL. We don't need a representative from every single team at the All-Star no. game, too, by the way. You, you're going to no. be an All-Star. You're not going to be the All-Star from your team. You're being an All-Star because you deserve to be an All-Star. The whole thing is uh, you're the every year, if you're voted in as one of the best players in the team, in the world, in the, you know, in the league, as opposed to here's the pity player from our team because we need a representative. I mean, I don't know, man. I think it makes sense to do that i'd rather see the but the, the thing is it's got to be if, if you're going to do that then the, the, the team have the game has to have something some meat to it some actually the players actually caring because if well the mlb players, is the only okay. league that has had the balls to say okay our all-star right. game is for for this this is what you get but when you put money on the line it's something different so the nhl has definitely stepped up and put money on the line. Now, with the eight events that are in the skills competition, you got fastest skater, you got hardest shot, you got the passing challenge, you have the a one-timer thing, uh, stick handling, Cheetos accuracy shooting, um, Honda, Honda slash Hyundai NHL one-on-one shootout. Did I miss one? Fastest skater. Hardest shot, passing challenge, one timers, stick handling, accuracy shooting, and what's the eight? Oh, there it is. And there's an obstacle course. Mm. Is that like an infl- it can't be an inflatable obstacle course because we're wearing skates? That wouldn't work. Um, that would be awesome. <laughs> well, the for the first, first guy, guy would, it would be a, great. The first guy would have a terrible time. Wants to bang him. The first guy would have a terrible time. Everybody else would play would do it well. Do you know those sick bastards that fucking uh, put the skates on and go through that um, escalator? I guess it's no. It's, it's oh, the course escalator. they build. The, they, inside, the course the they build on ice. Yeah. What they do that? That would, I'd watch that. Okay. 
<laughs> I could watch He's that. Talking about that. No one control is doing that. Downhill one? <laughs> Downhill ice thing? Yeah. Listen, I, I like this in lieu of the All-Star game. Have a skills competition with a handful of guys that are just representing the best of the NHL and let them compete. Remember back in the day, you had like fucking Steve Young and fucking Joe Montana and Warren Moon and Jim Kelly all do that quarterback challenge that they did on ESPN. Do yeah. something like that. They do should, something should, like should, in, instead you, of the All Star Game. We don't need you it. You know why that was good? You know that that was really good though, because we didn't have the fucking internet back then. <laughs> there was very well, limited and, things to watch. <laughs> well, we, that's 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 a very good point. How about that's a very good point? How about you take one player from every team? And uh, you now you're like being a, all fucking inclusive now. And you Jesus. do like a battle of the network stars type competition. <laughs> well, have just have them play, just have them bowl or something Tug like that. Tug of war and uh, yeah, just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, listen, anything I think right now would be better than the fucking all-star game. Yes. Okay. Anything would be better than the all-star game. But I guess we're going to have to deal with it and. They're gonna listen. The NHL is gonna sell tens of jerseys. So tens. great, great job. So what was what was the best NHL All Star jersey? Was it this one? <laughs> no, I don't even know, man. I don't even tell you. That, but they used that in the late '90s, and I liked it. Actually, the ones directly after this, um, were good. The ones that they used in San Jose. Do I still have that up? No, the uh, one they used in Minnesota. No. Oh no! Which ones? Which one is that? It was like maroon and off white, and then the other one was green and like an off white, and it just looked sort of sort of retroy. Just said Eastern and Western, you know, diagonally down the front. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Simple, straightforward, ah, simple, simple. Yeah, it was all right. That, you don't, I don't know. It doesn't have to be some crazy, stupid thing. They tend to go too big with some of the stuff they're doing. So that was a two thousand. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. I'll tell you, the blue jerseys with yellow uh, numbers, those are going to be pretty bright. Yeah, that pretty. was a good one, too. Those are that good. That was a good one. Simple, though. Simple. Yes. It, it, ha- it, it should be simple. I don't know. Are these Justin, jerseys, are, aren't these jerseys pretty simple? The Bieber jerseys? <laughs> they seem simple. Simplistic? I don't know. That's too simple. They're That's just like, hideous, though. They're simple for practice jerseys. Like Simple Jack made them. Yeah, they are a lot like practice jerseys. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, great job, Justin Bieber, for creating such Beaver. a wonderful all star jersey. Not Beaver. What is it? What did I say? Bieber. I think you said Beaver. No, I didn't. But I say that. Well, listen, the Vancouver Canucks did the unthinkable last week, and they swept the Friends and Rivals podcast teams on consecutive games. Four and oh, four and oh, the Penguins were the only team to salvage a point. Woo-hoo. But we are all a bunch of losers at the hands of fucking JT Miller. They all yeah. deserve to be in the All-Star game. Yeah. 
Elias Patterson, he is uh, he's good. Thatcher Demko, he's good too. But that is not the first time that Ooh. a single team has played the Friends and Rivals podcast teams on consecutive games. There have been two no. since the inception of this podcast really? to achieve such a feat. Now, looking back, and swept them? Hard, they're not swept them, but okay. played them. Okay. So there have been tons of teams that have come across and played Rangers, Islanders, Devils, right? Very convenient, those Metro. Um, but the, the biggest uh, or the most, I don't even know how to phrase this, but the um, obstacle. If you, now, for Devils, Rangers, Islanders, and Flyers were the most common mm. of the four yeah. to come across and play on consecutive, uh, not consecutive days, but in consecutive games. That However, sense. the 2019-2020 Winnipeg Jets opened the season against the Rangers, oh. Islanders, Devils, Penguins, and went two and two. Um the Winnipeg Jets beat the Devils and the Penguins and lost to the Islanders and the Rangers. Uh, and then and it then, happened again. And then everyone in 20, got COVID. In 2021, 22, it happened again. This time it was the Arizona Coyotes mm. coming to town. Um, and they I went one and three on their journey through the Friends and Rivals podcast losing to uh, beating only the New Jersey Devils. Way to go, Steve. Way to fuck it up. Wow. Um, Devils are losing to everybody then, who's they, coming so, through to play them all. So, right. and so if the I'm Devils not, are 0-3 on the podcast. Yeah, they, they didn't beat, yeah, they didn't beat the fucking uh, Jets either. Yeah, so 0-3. 0-3. 0-3. Awesome. Well, if I, well if I remember correctly, that Winnipeg Jets game – they had like a three goal lead and wound yeah. up blowing it. That, that it was, was the first second game of the season for them. I thought it was the first game of the season for the Devils. Well, for you, for yeah. the Devils, yeah. yeah. It was for the second game of the season for the Jets because they opened against the Rangers and the Rangers beat them 6 4. Well, they came back with a vengeance. So thanks a lot. So those are the three teams Coyotes, and Jets, I'm and. Canucks. So happy that I'm going to be prepared for when that's a trivia question. <laughs> oh, oh, friends of rivals, the trivia book. I, that's I going agree. to be. I'm going to know that one. So I, I, I didn't look through all the teams. So I, I could be stat boyed for sure. However, it's odd that I, it didn't I, happen I, during the I did COVID it through, year. Well, uh, yeah, I, I omitted the COVID year because it was two interdivisional games. But I did look at the Rangers schedule, the Devils schedule, and nothing matched up very okay. well. There was a lot of back-to-backs against the same team. So yeah. automatically that doesn't count. I looked through every Western Conference team that came across, and then I looked through um, Atlantic teams, and none of them did it. Then I looked, um, uh, they looked at the Flyers and the hurricanes fuck the flyers. and just took fuck that the as flyers. fuck the flyers and just took that as as nobody in the in the metro has done it before they came huh. close they played three of the four yeah. but they've never played all four um since the beginning of the 2019 2020 well, i can't wait for you to go you know deeper into the to the past schedules i'm not doing that ever so 
Uh, if you if anybody wants to do extra credit work, either on the podcast or one of uh, our listeners, uh, you can you can certainly certainly go Thanks back for doing half and, the job and take a and take a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, at least it, it was something. Yeah, great. At least at least it's something. At least at least I'm not James Dolan. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. nope, yeah, no, <laughs> no, nope. too early, too, too soon, soon. Too oh, soon. Okay, not soon enough. Not soon enough. <laughs> we are at or about the midway point of the season for all of our teams. I think the Devils have one more game mm. or two more games to play to get to the halfway mark. Uh, but we are at the halfway mark of the season. Um, surprises? Not surprises during the course of the year. I didn't think Vancouver, after the season, after the shit season they had last year, was going to be as good as they are this year. I agree. I I that's one of those teams where you keep hearing, oh, they're going to be so good. They're going to be so good year after year. Never happens. I just didn't think it was going to happen. And yeah, there, there they are. The you know, uh, I don't think are they still are they still at the top of the uh, standings in the whole NHL? Or are they? If they're right not, now, they're they are, fucking right? right there. If they're not, they're I know, right like, fucking there. Who's, right who's going to be the, the one to say Jets. it? That's what I want to know. Who's going to be the they one were. to say the other one? Uh, Vancouver is is number one, but they uh, Boston does have a game in hand and they're a point down. So there is a team in the Metro that's performing above expectations, but fuck them. We're not even going to talk about it. Oh, fuck the Flyers. Yeah, we're fuck not going to talk about it. No, I uh, yeah, I I I, th- I think we all we all saw them as as bottom feeders for sure. But you uh, know, puzzling puzzling is Ottawa and Buffalo to me. Still, um, Buffalo, I think more than Ottawa. I just thought they would be a little bit further along than they are right now. And and we've and again, again, we've had that conversation, and so we're shitting on them. So which means if you're going to bet on any team, oh in the yeah, no, they're going to be fucking the great. Buffalo Sabers are the team to fucking bet on. They're going 100%. forty-two and zero in the second half. That's the team that's they. They're so talented. They just have to figure out, you know, how to be tough to play against. How to yeah. get their defense straightened out and their goaltending. And and once that clicks, man, they're they're probably going to take off like Vancouver did. But but yeah, who knows when that's going to happen? That's a tough one to get done. I mean, uh, we've been waiting for the. I mean, the Oilers are on a hot streak right now. Maybe they just did, but we've been waiting, you know, for the Oilers to to kind of take that that next level step too. And and a lot of these teams, it doesn't seem like it ever happens. And who knew all you had to do was fire your coach and then poof, Chuck Knobloch. Magically everything comes what together. A coach. Chuck Knobloch. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Could have been the Rangers coach, but no, no. We had to have Lobulette, which I, I, I do like Lobulette. I'm very happy with Lobulette. I think would have been all right either way. But um, going with, is there any, but oh, before I move on, was there anything else? Any other surprises you guys have? No, I mean, I could say the Devils, but, you know, injuries and, you know, we knew goaltending was going to be an issue and the injuries piling up kind of make them being an underperforming team. So I'm going to chuck that up to injuries instead of a disappointment. It, well, if you're going to talk about this, maybe we'll just talk about that at, at, at positions that yeah. need to be filled, right? So, all right. So give me give me your your team's MVP at the halfway point. Nick, start with you. Uh, I think I have to go with Ilya Sorokin just because even, you know, I, I wanted to go Dobson, but really like surprised you. Was, I'm very surprised you didn't. Well, I, the reason is this, it's, if it wasn't for Sorokin playing out of just at a high level all the time, 
we would be even worse. We would be right. I would say you could probably take five, six wins away and we'd be right below the devils. Probably. I mean, it's just been one of those things, man. The, the ILSD has been so bad outside of really like Dobson and, and Romanov playing pretty well for what they have to play. It's kind of no one else, man. Like it just, you watch it tonight, a goal happened against Sorokin in four, five, five. Because the puck hit his, it knocked his blade out of his, his skate. And then he couldn't get back on going back and forth. And he almost got it. It's like everything goes wrong. And the guy almost makes saves. Like he made a save after the, that happened. And he had to go back and forth too many times. And he just, he basically had no way to get over. But anyway, the point is, it's just, he's been, he's been left out to dry so many times. And he's still. Uh, playing at the top of his game. He just, he can't, what are you going to do? You're in a, a team that has, has historically bad defense for this team. So I don't know, man. It's got to be him. Bill, what about the Penguins? MVP. Well, who else am I going to say? Uh, it's got to be Sidney Crosby. Um, on pace for 50 goals, which he hasn't done since uh, 2009. We'll see if he keeps that going. Um, interestingly, Land though, dunk. like, the uh the he's on you know he's got 26 goals right now and 20 assists he he has never in his career had more goals mm. than assists at the end of the season um and and i do see you know like he, the way he's kind of stepping up his goal scoring game i i think is in part due to the injuries and inconsistencies that have been on his line all season on the right side and uh, everywhere through the penguins lineup uh at right wing it's been a little bit of a problem with raquel having like a historic cold streak and rust, you know, uh, uh, being a little bit hurt or, or inconsistent. Uh, it's been, the show has been Crosby and Gensel for the whole season. And Crosby's definitely leading the way um, his face with his face offs, uh, the, the timely plays that he makes uh, the defensive zone. It's, it's definitely his, uh, he's the MVP of the team for sure. Uh, Rangers pretty obvious. Um who the MVP is on the Rangers has been Artemi Panarin. He has just been in night in and night out. He has just been superstar. I mean, if you can find me a better New York free agent ever, I'd be, I'd listen. I, I, I just don't know if there has been a better free agent, at least in, in my lifetime. Well, in my lifetime, it's only been free agency. Um, that has come over and done what he has done in, in the amount of time that, that he has done it in. Um, and it's hundred percent Artemi Pinner. And Steve? I'm going to, I'll wrap it up and I'll say just for Brad, uh, mainly because he's been healthy the whole year. Um, doesn't seem like it matters who his line mates are. He's, he just produces and produces and produces. Um, so he would be my MVP for the first half. All right, let's do the reverse order for players who need to step up in the second half. This this list could be, you know, just about everybody. Um, but I'm going to say when he gets back into the lineup, Timo Meyer needs to be the player everybody expected he was going to be. For the Rangers, I I think that player right now is is Mika Zibanejad, um, but Chris Kreider is a close second. Um, the the just a pat and 
not for the whole season, but just the past two weeks, there's been something off with Kreider. I, I can't figure it out defensively, offensively in front of the net, getting stoned by goaltenders. There's just something off with him right now. And I can't put my finger on it, but I think Zabin and Jen needs to stop being this kind of Jekyll and Hyde type of player and be spectacular one game and then have three games where he just disappears. Uh, I think Rangers, they need Zibanejad to step up in order for that, for, you know, to propel that team um, to where they need to be. Bill? Uh, for the Penguins, it's Eric Carlson. Um, he's not been bad. He's 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 been solid, uh, but he's not been the difference maker that I think they were signing up for. Like you you, you don't go at the end of any game. Oh, we we won this game because uh, Carlson did this or that. It, it's just it, it's Crosby's a difference maker. Gensel's a difference maker. Their goaltending's a difference maker. Uh, or, uh, or or Malkin's a difference maker. It's it's you don't go at the end of the game. Oh, Carlson first star for sure. Like. That's that's not happening, and, and I think they were signing up for something bigger out of him. And I think the power play being around thirteen percent right now, uh, you know, he came over. He was the de facto uh, leader of that power play. He's the quarterback of that power play, uh, and it's got to be better. And if the Penguins have one flaw that's really held them back in the first part of the year, even though it's been somewhat better, at least NHL level the last few weeks, the power play, um, it, it's been at least average, which is a huge step up. But uh, it, they were signing up for more, and 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 it starts with him, uh, uh, you know, quarterback in that power play. Nick, who's who's got to step up for the Islanders? Uh, good good fucking luck in that one. Um, <laughs> the whole defense, really, like it's it's been atrocious. Um, you know, I would say Pellick when you know he's I know he's been getting back and everything, but. We need him to be back to the guy he is. You need the best shutdown defenseman and, you know, get back to where he's been. Mayfield's been pretty shit this year. Kulak's been out. So, I mean, still, and I, you know, it's going to be a bit till he comes back. And even when Kulak's back, I don't know if that's the real problem. I, I think it's the defensive system, to be honest. So, it's it's just, it looks shit. The whole defense looks shit. Um, the forwards, secondary scoring, we need it. Um, it's kind of rough when... It's been the first year in a while we've had like a real first line or first set of guys that can score, but the scoring just falls off immediately after, which is not usually how the Isles play. They've had four lines of scoring guys and even the fourth line chipping in. And it's just been, um, it's been, uh, been kind of rough when you can't rely on those guys beyond the first line to score. So yeah, a lot of shit. So if there's one and and Nick will will swing right back to you. So yep. if there's one position yep. that needs to be filled for the Islanders at the deadline, what, yeah, I would what is say it? I would say it needs to be a, a top six winger and a top four D man. To be honest, top four D man is more important, but they need scoring and they need defense. It's not not one position is going to solve the whole thing, and they just can't afford both those things. It's just I don't see who you can even move to get either. Um, but realistically, a D man, you got to get some better defensemen. That's and just get guys that can skate better and play the position better. As soon as we had Mike Riley, a little, little ingestion of, of, of energy and skating, it looked a little better for a bit, but you know, even that's kind of worn off and it's back to the team kind of not having that jump on the, on the back line. So. Bill. This was a, there's not like a specific position that the Penguins need for, for the stretch run, but what, but 
they kind of need something that's kind of more abstract, which is uh, somebody who could play three on three and maybe do something in a shootout. They're losing too many points in overtime uh, because they, they can't get anything done. Uh, they're, they're three and six. And, you know, when, when we get past regulation, they know they missed the playoffs by a point last season. They know how big those points are that they're losing. And, and they've got to come up with something uh, better, you know. And, and so that's really what they kind of the, – the need they have there is uh, is there somebody who really does I – don't, I don't even know who, where to start, but is there somebody who does really well, like uh, in those three-on-three situations uh, that maybe isn't like an obvious superstar? I don't know. That's That's kind of what they need, though. Yeah, I think the Rangers, you know, if they're going to get Heedle back, then you know they they need they need more depth on the third and and fourth line. Um, but I just don't know, and I, I'm gonna I don't want to talk too much about this because I want to talk a little bit about it when we get into the ride the Metro section. Um, but they definitely need depth. They definitely need third and fourth line guys, and they they definitely need that seventh defenseman, someone who's going to be able to step in and take either Schneider or. Um, Gustafson's place uh, in case they need a, a break or if something happens or just just an experienced D guy that uh, obviously is not going to cost you that much money. I'm going to drop a hot take here. You ready, boys? Ooh. Ooh. Goaltending. Shut up. <laughs> what? 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 Exactly. What? What? Are you yeah, kidding me? Don't need to say anything <laughs> else. <laughs> when the hell did this happen? It's my second one today. <laughs> Uh, but listen it it is it is going to be a very interesting time between now and and the uh trade deadline let me ask you let me ask you a a question here yes because i got into a little conversation on twix with a couple of fans over this topic Uh oh you know Uh your team needs goaltending right everybody knows the devils need goaltending Goaltending is at a premium for trades. Been saying it all year. Right? But do you don't you just have to bite the bullet at some point? Aren't you just giving away the season by not addressing your key issue of concern? Absolutely. <laughs> that's a to me that's an easy question yet. Yeah, like you, you, you that's, can't that's, your, that's on your GM, man. Right. That's what I'm saying, though. It's you know, you gotta bite the bullet. It's a Your goaltender is one of the guys out there every minute of the game. They're not. Gets those prices aren't really going to come down at the trade deadline. They're going to go up, actually. No, right. So. But, you know, Kevin Weeks, Kevin Weeks, you know, is posting about the, uh, you know, the uh, Merce Leakins in Columbus. Bill, I won't make you say his name. Or, or Markstrom no. in Calgary. And, you know, he, he talked about these guys like a week ago. Well, okay. It could be three days ago. But is it be. They haven't been moved because the price is still too fucking high. That's, well, to 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 get a guy like Markstrom, rumor has it it's it's a Mercer or a Nemich, and a second rounder. Okay. Not Nemich, I, maybe Mercer, but I would need a guy. I would need somebody better than those two. I would trade a Mercer, but it's got to be for somebody better with term. Listen, sometimes your your young assets. Are, are assets and they may never play a game for you. They may just be a, a piece that gets you over the hump. They may be a piece that has to go the other way in order for your team to go and take the next step. So you would trade Schneider in the Zegras deal? 
I'd I'd have a hard time with it because I like I like Schneider's toughness, but he's not cracking the top four anytime soon. So he's just going to be a fifth or sixth defenseman, um, and at the price he's probably going to get, then yeah, I think we can we can find somebody either in our own system or a replacement for for Schneider as our he? he's twenty one fifth as our fifth defenseman. Yeah, he's twenty one. Yeah, and listen, there, we got Matthew Robertson down there. We have you know Zach Jones waiting waiting to step in there. Although I don't, I wouldn't really want to put Zach Jones with with Gustafson on the same pair, but. It, yeah, I, I I would I would prefer to trade Jones before Schneider, but Schneider has so much more value. But if it gets us a player like that, although I'm not thrilled, I know you're not a big player. I know, I know you're not a big Zegers guy. Uh, look, I I love his skill. I love his skill. And you put him with Panarin, and holy fuck, the magic that they could produce would be would be something. Right. Um, but I just I just don't know. But uh, no, I do know. I would do it. I Can would I do open it. my I want to open my present. Oh yeah. Right. Can we do that before we buy the Metro Bill? Yes. Absolutely. Is it up for me? Of course. Of course we can. So Bill, right, you so, have to so lead so us every... lead us in here. Uh well, I you know, uh I'll this is a, a gift that, that was uh made by a friend of mine, and uh and my hint was you are what you drink. Uh so uh yeah, three two one open it up fellas oh my oh. god look at oh. it's a fucking unbelievable it's a zamboni made, made of bubbly cans unbelievable oh, look at that. i've got strawberry seltzer steve got oh. uh coca-cola coca-cola zero sugar nick got peroni i'm not wow. even sure if you're a peroni drinker nick but but since you actually drink alcohol italian uh, it, and and it's Italian. That Makes was sense. that was the key. And uh, this is and mine's a beer. It's a Carlsberg. Fucking amazing! Isn't that cool? Wow. So their zambonis made out of aluminum I, cans it, of our Don, favorite drinks. Is it is it is it Lou Lou Wolf? Don Don Wolf. Don, Don Wolf. Don, Don Wolf. How did you discover wow. Don Wolf? Don Wolf. How did I discover Don Wolf? I was going to Morse Fest, and. Oh, Friend of mine decided to tag along with one of his friends, and his friend uh, was uh, Don Wolf, and so I had like a, a fourteen-hour drive to talk to him about his uh, his. And when we and when we went out during that trip, and we were drinking uh, beers at night, he was saving cans uh, for just <laughs> such an occasion. So, <laughs> did he drink amazing. all the strawberry seltzer? Uh, I drank. So I drank all the strawberry seltzer. He needed what? nine cans. Um, and as, as it so happens, they had that oh. where I work. So, uh, one day I went in and just started drinking seltzer in the morning oh and I had like this circular route going like downstairs, grab a can of bubbly up to my desk, drink it, bathroom, bathroom, toss the can <laughs> downstairs, another can. I mean, all day long. Oh. It, was, it was one of my is, favorite is days. Don, has Don ever listened to the podcast? I, I'm not sure if he's tuned in. Wait, he, he's minute. aware that there is a podcast, but, uh, well, the the axle on the bottom is diet sprite. God damn it! Oh, right. I, I'll let it. I'll let it. I'll cans. let it slide. Shout out! I'll let it slide. Can. Shout out to Don Wolf. Thank you very much. You do beautiful work, William. This is uh, above and beyond. You're you're this a is amazing. And a scholar. Does and, does uh, Don have a Twitter handle or anything else like that Don, that we can? I think uh, we could. I think we can share. Like uh, I see him mostly on Facebook. I have to get his social media, but he does. He he does sell these also. So. Uh, We'll, we'll give him uh, a plug. Do you have to drink the cans your, first? Uh, 
No, he's got to drink the can first. He has a file cabinet full of cans. It's the wildest thing. It's it's crazy because he because he drinks the can, then he flattens them into whatever he needs them, and he can literally go through them like folders. Does he have band aids all on his fingers? (laughs) He would have a list. Everybody asks him how many times he cuts himself. Yeah, (laughs) of course. That's amazing. Thank you. That's that that was awesome. It's awesome, dude. That is awesome. So good. So creative. Yeah, little little wow. Lego steering wheel. That's that's awesome. Wow. All right, let's take a ride on the on the Metro, sponsored by Rich Wholesome Nestle. Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone or preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. And we are going to start with the Icelanders. Motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> it should be a quick one, boys. I'm not, I'm not going to waste too much airtime on, uh, on the Islanders this week. Wait, do we uh, love what? Lane Lambert or do we hate Lane <laughs> Lambert? Which way are we going to lean stop, toward this stop, week? Stop. The love has been was minimal during that time frame. Okay, I like it because I, I get under your skin a little bit. Are you kidding me? I know. I know you do. <laughs> One and two this week with a win over Toronto um, in overtime. A uh, Two losses, a back-to-back, not back-to-back games, but two losses in a row uh, in regulation to Nashville and Minnesota on the road. Um Isles getting, you know, when they play Toronto in, uh, you know, either at home or away, it's a fight. They get fired up. Uh, it's no question that motivates them. Like playing against Toronto, playing against Tavares, the ex-captain. It's a they they show up, man. And uh, t- close game. Isles came, you know, we're able to to get them overtime. And uh, if I remember correctly, it was a bit of a comeback. Uh, let me double check to make sure I'm not making shit up because sometimes I do that when I'm not paying attention too well. But if I remember correctly, this was a comeback game. It was second period. Uh, Isles were down three one. They scored two get times in the uh, third to uh, to get back to a four a three three game. And then Marth Matthew Barzal, who had already had three assists in the game, scored the game winner in OT. On a nice tip-in play, um, and basically, the kid who won the Calder crushed Tavares and his shit make believes. Um, it made me very happy, obviously, because I love seeing Tavares lose, especially against the Isles in New York. Um, but that was short-lived. Uh, in probably the turning point for me this year to see if they're actually they have the chance to be a team, or if Lambert can be a coach. Uh, the NHL uh, was in in uh, Nashville, close game. Uh, predictably, uh, Matt Martin, who probably shouldn't be on the ice anymore, 
try to instead of just knocking the puck out with like 12 seconds left in his own zone, try to carry it out, gets it pulled away from him, turn round shot, deflection, just flutters in over Sorokin off a deflection and he couldn't stop it. And uh game was pretty much over. Uh another empty netter with a few seconds left. And what transpired after were is was what was really I don't know if it was really you guys saw in this, but the entire bench was gone. With the last five seconds of the game, three one. Bo Horvat was the only guy on the bench. The coaching staff and the team went back already. With what? Horvat's, if you look at it, if you go look at the, no video, shit. the video, shit, you not. And to me and others, you know, plenty of other Isle fans, it was fucking disgraceful. You don't fucking walk out. I don't care no. what happens there, right? If you want to put some bullshit up, like if something happened, there wasn't. I don't even know what the what the bitching and moaning was about. It was a it wasn't like there was some we were, you know, we're not going to stand here for this bad refereeing. No, the game fucking ended because your team sucks. Made a bad fucking you know decision. Why is Matt Martin out there in the last few seconds of the game? He can't skate. Why is he dragging the ball puck up and not just, just swatting at it because there's like under 15 seconds left in the game? A lot of questions you could ask, right? Doesn't matter. But the the whole walking out. With five seconds left in the game, is crazy to me. I to me, I was like, "That's a fireable offense. He should be gone. He should be gone. He's not a leader, and neither is is Lee. Lee should stay there. Bo Horvat was the only guy there. So you know what? I think, and he, if you look at it, he's standing there like, "What the hell do I do? Because he's not going to leave. He's a captain before, you know. Yeah. To me, he should be the captain. Of the fucking. Oh, team. he's going to call a line change. Yeah, he should. He could have fucking been like, "Hey, uh, don't fuck it up, guys." Um. But uh, you know what? It was it was disgraceful. He should have never done that. Uh, he should Lambert should have been fired on the spot. Honestly, Lee should have been stripped the captaincy. That's the kind of shit that I just don't understand. But the the problem is Lou has no accountability for any actions that he takes or his or his cronies take at this point. It doesn't matter what they do. So at this point, that was kind of the, the killer to me. How they respond in, in Minnesota after this? A couple nights later, um, they just get blown out. They don't they, a fucking no show. Five nothing. They pull Sorokin. This is last night's game, by the way. They pull Sorokin uh, in the third period because Marley's still out. So they wanted Sorokin to play it back to back. So they pulled him because, oh well, guys, I guess it's not going to happen. So let's put him in for tomorrow. Like I don't know, man. The whole this has been just like white flag left and right to me. I I don't I don't know what's going on with this team. They're playing tonight. It's now three one Winnipeg. It was one to one. Yeah, at a certain point, I did mention you know there was a fucking weird play. It kind of sums up the the you know Sorokin's whole year this year. You know, save goes off his skate blade and rips his skate blade off, and he was trying to get back and forth unsuccessfully after a couple times sliding back and forth because you just can't push off and basically have that goal for Winnipeg. And then of course power play goal puts it three one, but nevertheless, it's like it's just crazy to me like how bad that the, the team plays and then how much, how little accountability there is from Lambert and the, and his, and his captain and everything else. It's just, it's just so frustrating, man. I can't, can't believe some of the shit they're just, they're letting them get away with. So listen, I am on the track of get rid of Lambert immediately at this point. I don't even care what he does the rest of the year. He's not a coach here. He's not a good, he's not a leader. I don't see the value 
if he came in with a great system and was a shitty guy, then at least he's got one thing going for him. But if you can't, you know, either, then what the fuck is the point of him? So that's it, man. I'm not so sure this team can make the playoffs at this point. Uh, maybe they can turn around, but I mean, their best bet is barely getting into the playoffs at this point. It's just what it's looking like. And they should be sellers at the deadline. I don't think they will. I think they'll buy because Lou is going to double and triple down like he always is. And he just won't fucking do anything else but continue sending players, young players away. But we'll see how it goes, man. I don't know. The Islanders are, are now uh, da, 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 48 points. They're a point out of the play. How How far does your team have to be out of the playoffs for them to be considered sellers at the deadline? I mean, realistically, it depends completely on a lot of things, right? If you're going to sure. have, no, I get that, you know, but the, your the momentum going cool. into that week and and all that shit, I get Players that. Coming Six. back, you know, I mean, that's Six pretty points. close. Yeah, I would say that's pretty close. But if you're a team like the Isles, who have all veterans, and the only wet thing that they're looking for is is to win the cup, compared to if you're like a young team that you're just like, hey, we're happy to be here. Like the Buffalo Sabres in the last few years, you know, maybe they were close and then they're like, ah, maybe we'll make it a push. But it doesn't matter because, you know, they, they ha- I also have to do it. They, they, they have to make it the playoffs. I, I love it when Nick does his Ray Romano impression. Yeah, that's, that's the best. It's really, really the best. Really the best. All right. So, Nick, we'll put you down as eight Lambert this week. <laughs> okay. <Fuck> you, <laughs> We will ship to your first place, New York Rangers. Double fuck you. <laughs> I love your faces. It's so good. Um, but listen, it wasn't all it wasn't a very good week for your for your heroes. Um, they they had a rough, you know, listen, it started with Vancouver and and they're running into a string of hot goaltenders. Um, and it and it goes all the way back to the fucking Montreal game uh, a couple uh, about a week and a half ago. Uh, and whatever that guy's name was, who uh, who had all his family in, in attendance on, on hockey night in Canada, all that shit. And they'd run into a, a good team in Vancouver, and, and and Demko played well. But they ran into Ron Bennington on on Thursday in St. Louis, and he really he really put the doors, he shut the door on them a lot. They they had their expected goals were something like six and a half in that game. They should have scored six and a half goals in that game. And and you come away with uh with a five two loss in St Louis which was you know empty netter, um but then you know you run into Ryan Lingwin's brother over the weekend who plays a back to back for the Capitals and wins the game on Saturday afternoon and then almost stymies you on on Sunday afternoon, um and it, it the power play has gone cold uh and that's in large part to Zabenajed and Kreider and whatever their their cold streak is there was a point in St. Louis uh where Kreider tipped a puck on the power play and it hit both posts and went out and he literally left the bench went down the the hallway and if it was Paul O'Neill, he would have kicked a a water jug but i don't know maybe he snapped a stick or he he's just visibly frustrated. When when hockey players get very frustrated, they start squeezing their sticks more. They start trying to do things a little bit more. So I'm I'm just hoping that he's he's not in that, but but he is. But I know he is. Um, and he's just Chris. You just gotta relax, buddy. You just gotta relax. You gotta be zen, my friend. You gotta be zen. 
but it, and it starts with playing defense though. And in tonight's game versus Seattle, which ended up being a five, two Ranger win, um, you know, you got to play defense and you got to come back and you got to help out in your own zone and Kreider on a, a couple of shifts that I did notice was just lollygagging it out there and not hustling to pucks. And then the next shift, he would come back and hustle to pucks. So maybe someone was saying some shit to him, but you know, it's not just because we're in first place and in, in good playoff standings doesn't mean it's all fucking rainbows and sunshine for the Rangers. Cause right now it's not the power play is hurting uh, since Christmas are at a, at a 17% clip, which, you know, for any other team that might be great, but not for the Rangers who had the number one power play in the NHL this year. Um, but then again, it's not all bad because there are some really good things about the Rangers right now and Adam Fox and our and and again Artemi Panarin. Yeah, 36 of 43 games this season with a with a single point for Panarin. He scored his 400th career point with the Rangers in only 310 games, and that is a franchise record. Um Messier is on the list. If I could bring up this fucking, if my computer wants to stop being slow, Messier is 322. Brian Leach, 380. Phil Esposito, 405, um, are now behind Artemi Panarin. And he has just been nothing short of a superstar since signing that, um, that deal to come over and play for the Rangers. Other things, Capo Caco uh, returned on Sunday. From a an apparent lower body injury, which we all assume it was a knee. Um, Rangers without Capo Caco this year were 11, 9, and 1. And they're now, now 18, 4, and 1 with him in the lineup, including 2 and 0 since returning from, from injured reserve. Jacob Truba leads the NHL going into the game tonight with 132 blocks. Igor Shesterkin is playing better. I gave Igor a lot of shit over the past month about not being Igor Shosturkin. Now he's got to get a little bit of consistency to his game. And in the second period tonight, you saw that. Seattle came out and really put put the wood to the Rangers, and Igor kind of held them in check and kept the game 2-1 Rangers until they ultimately led 3-1 and 4-1 and finally 5-2 um, with the empty netter. To, to secure the win. So we need a little bit more consistency out of Igor. And I think we're starting to see that. Thankfully, the last thing I do want to touch on is, um, well, actually two things. Congratulations to Peter Laviolette, who will coach one of, I guess, one yeah. of the four uh, teams in the all-star game. And Philip Hedl has resumed skating back in Czechia um, with a strength and conditioning coach. And of all people, Yarmir Yager uh, is helping oh, him God. skate. Oh, Jesus. Now, now, Steve, you're talking about goaltending before and, you know, how that is the the weakness of your team. Uh, and if there was a weakness in your team, you should go out and fix it. Um, if if you're not really sure about what Heedle is going to be when he gets back, because a, a, a guy at 24 years old who's had a billion fucking concussions, um, what makes you think that he's going to come back from this one and be fine for the rest of of the season and playoffs is, is it better to have Heedle just sit out the rest of the season and get somebody to replace him who might not have this and start this process again next year, give him a little bit extra time and a little bit of rest. Sidney Crosby took a year off from, from the NHL. 
um, to get his head straight when he had some concussion issues. And I don't think this is something that's just going to go away with Heedle over time. You get hit the right way, you're going to get concussed. And how many more is he going to have to take? Is it is it a disservice for the Rangers to allow him to play? And listen, they want to give Heedle all the opportunity to come back and play, and he wants to come back to play. I get all that. But if he if you let him come back and second to last game of the regular season, he gets dinged, and now he's gone for the playoffs. Now you have nobody to replace him. And, and your argument could be that, well, that could happen to anybody. Sure, it could happen to anybody, but not with a guy who said four billion concussions by 24 years old. I think it's it's kind of a disservice that Drury is even contemplating allowing a Heedle to come back and play this year unless he thinks that there's enough time before the trade deadline that if something's going to happen, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I, I, guys, I just but I, but giving him off until next year doesn't guarantee that in game three next season he gets hit and he gets a concussion. It's that, gonna happen. That, it's but, gonna happen. He's on your fucking uh, team. You gotta play him. I get that, but at least you'll have time to replace him. My point is if you let him come back this year and and something happens toward the end of the season or in the playoffs. You got nobody to replace him. There's nobody to take his spot at that level of play that you need for your depth on your team. You got to simple. You got to make that depth move if you can, whether he comes back or not. There's got to yeah, be but, somebody below Heedle that can get knocked out of the lineup. That yeah, it's then, Johnny Brzezinski. It's Johnny Brzezinski. And then no if, doubt about it. And then if Heedle goes out, he goes back in the lineup. Everybody bumps up after you after you go out and tr- and make that trade. Yeah, I, I I get that. I'm I'm with you. I understand that, but I I just I don't I don't know. But but Brzezinski is not Heedle. He he doesn't play on the same level as Heedle. He doesn't give your team a a different dynamic look. He doesn't push other players down. Like see when Capo came Capo Caco came back, he pushed Wheeler down to the third line. Well, that's he pushed that, I wanted back to talk to about that line. too. And, and he balanced things out a little bit more. That stat is so, an enigma. The only of reason course it that is. they're of course it well, is. So then why even mention it? It's because it's, it's the guy's got four points on the fucking season. He's got four well, points this season. He's got a he's got a he's got a goal since he came back in two games. So he's got four points in 23 games. Yeah. So, so, so you can't say that they're playing better because of him. He is a better defensive forward than oh, almost anybody on. on that team. Come on. So yes. They play better defensively. So yeah, no. that no, you know what? Bullshit. That's that that stat is vetted. Good. Yeah, great. I'm blessing that stat. I'm Thanks. blessing it. Hey, that's all that matters. But it but it you doesn't and, matter. You and your he, Ranger fans still... who say Cap Capo Caco does something every night that Jack Hughes could never do. Uh, who's who says that? Ranger fans. We do? Yeah. It's okay, little buddy. It's all right. That's not the, those are the Ranger fans that are just trying to troll you. You know that, right? Well, <laughs> they may even believe their own bullshit. And, but I mean, come on. And what's somebody oh, telling on. me that a team that's 18, 4, and 1 because of Capo Caco? What is what is that? Is he trolling me? Uh, or does I'm, he I'm believe say, that? I'm not saying it's just because of Capo. I'm saying it's because you have a, a player, the caliber of Capo Caco, back in your lineup playing that pushes everybody back where they're supposed to be. Where they're supposed to be. That's the only so, reason. That's the only reason. It's got nothing probably. to do with him. It's got to do with having somebody in his spot 
in the roster. But he is a really figure everything listen, else out. But he's a really good defensive forward, so it might have some validity yeah. to it. Some, but again, it just adds your depth. It 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 puts your guys back in the position where they're supposed to be. They're not playing out of position anymore. Now that you're playing to your strengths, and that's what. But when I just, I'm just, I'm very leery of Heedle coming back this year and getting his bell rung again just by a simple oopsie collision with somebody. Mm. It's like it's like trading for Lindros. It's like you know having Pat LaFontaine come back and be your center. And I'm not saying La- Heedle is he's old. Compared, I don't compared to any of those guys. I'm just saying at the time you got you have guys those, with those guys got to be in their fifties. You, you have guys with them. history of head injuries come play prominent roles in your team. It's not going to work right. out well. The only place that I've seen it work on. out. Can we move on? Who gives is a penguins fucking with, shit? Is the Penguins with Sidney Crosby? So what is what was so? Did Crosby change the way he played the game? It was never a, truly a brain injury issue with Crosby. It was a neck. They finally figured out it was a neck injury that was causing the same kind of symptoms. So he he never had the scrambled brain that that everybody wanted to give him credit for. Great. But, but I think I, I have to imagine that Heedles is a brain thing. Yeah, and... I, I think so too. Based on, <laughs> right. Based on the yeah. nine billion head injuries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be it's I don't know. I, I'm I'm very leery of, of Heedle coming back this year and losing him from the playoffs when we get when we get down to the nitty-gritty. And and everybody's now playing at a position. So I don't know. Maybe uh, hopefully they'll overcome that. But um but the Rangers did get back on the on the winning streak t- uh, on the winning ways tonight. Igor is a little bit a little bit more consistent, and uh, they go on the road to the West Coast. They play uh, at Vegas on Thursday evening, then a back to back Saturday and Sunday in L.A. and in Orange County uh, before uh, finishing out the road trip in San Jose next Tuesday evening against the San Jose Sharks. Billy. Or is it Billy? Oh no, it's Steve. Steve. Devils. Uh I'm gonna go quick just because we're really going long here. One one and one on a three-game road trip. Uh overtime loss to Tampa. Great effort. They just didn't get the saves they needed to from Vanacek. What a shock. Uh four-one victory over Florida, snapping their nine-game win streak. Uh very solid play all around. Dawes stopped 36 to 37 shots. He's going to take over that number one goalie spot if he hasn't already. Uh, he has in the fan base's mind, that's for certain. And then a 3-0 uh, loss. Dawes in net again. He was solid. He made a lot of great saves. It was just shit defensive coverage in front of him, leaving guys wide open. And the team didn't play a solid 60-minute effort yet again. And you're never going to beat Boston if you don't play 60 minutes. So three of a possible six points on the road trip. Um Depth scoring he is played huge. great. He played great in Boston, by the right. way. I watched a he lot made, of that he game. He made a lot of great he saves. Yeah. Great. Um, injuries, goaltending, you know, two things that are just killing them this year. And, you know, depth scoring has been improved. They've got eight players with more than 10 goals. They're one of only a few teams in the league that have that many players with double digit uh, goal scorers. Um, but we need to get our we need to get our star players back. Otherwise, this team isn't going to go anywhere. Um Wednesday versus Montreal, 
Friday at Columbus, Saturday versus Dallas at home. So one of those dreaded back-to-backs. The Dallas game Saturday night at home is uh, Sergey Breland Ring of Honor night. So maybe that'll infuse a little bit of extra energy in the players uh, to snap their little losing the second half of the back-to-back skid. And then uh, Monday, they take on the Vegas Golden Knights at home. What happened to Schmidt? He just... What happened to Vanacek? Vanacek wasn't this bad last year. Mm. They just aren't making the saves they need to make. They're they're flopping around. They're not positionally strong. They're giving up rebounds that they shouldn't be giving up. They're they're pretty much dead even with last year in goals four. They've given up like thirty five or forty more goals than they did last year at this point of the season. So it, I, and again, it's, is it just the goaltending? No, it's not just the goaltending. The, de- the defense in front of them has been shit. They're out of position. They leave guys on the crease wide open to bury rebounds. But again, if the goalie makes the save and, and holds onto it or, or leaves the, you know, pushes the rebound in a different area, then that guy in the crease isn't going to be able to bury the rebound. So it's a little bit of both, but you know, the goalie's taking the hit on this one. Bill. All right. Well, uh, since Steve kind of shortened his, I'm going to go a little bit long for the penguins because he saved us that time. You got it. Was really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now the 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 penguins uh, the penguins had a tough a tough schedule last week. Uh, They were playing three teams that were really hot, and I feel like half of the teams in the NHL are really hot somehow. I don't even know how that math works, but um, they they were playing Vancouver, Carolina, and Seattle, who were all in in a pretty good uh, streak. Um, and the Vancouver game, they were down two to nothing. Uh, they came back to, to push that to overtime. They lost in overtime. Same thing happened in Carolina. They were down two to nothing, came back and, and forced an overtime there. Both of them with, with last minute goals, uh, uh, to, to push those games to overtime. So it was an important point to get, but they could not get the second point in those games. Um, then they played Seattle. Seattle was on a, a nine game winning streak when they came in. Uh, and the Penguins uh, beat them three nothing, and that was uh, Tristan Jari's league leading fifth shutout. Um, and uh, and really, the the Penguins played what I felt was their most complete game of the season. Uh, Sixty minutes of effort, never never let potential momentum shifts kind of manifest. Uh, they 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 kept ahead of uh, Seattle that, that whole game, uh, and and never let up on the momentum. And and you know the Penguins had wins against uh bigger wins against you know the islanders and the, and the uh sharks earlier in the season but you know you, you can tell when you're playing against a team that's reeling and the kraken were not like a team that was that was reeling. they were they were out there trying to compete uh and, and you playing a solid game but the penguins just really kept the pressure on them and, and uh, took the win three nothing so that was a a really good win for them and it puts them in percentage point wise it puts them in seventh place in the uh conference they're ninth place point wise um but that you know obviously they're they're right there in the mix uh, at the back end of the playoff push which ultimately frightens me because it makes me think that they're not going to trade away uh, some of the guys that they have the deadline uh so uh it's not a cup season no matter how you slice it so so i would kind of like to see them uh be ready to to trade at the deadline but but now i'm fearing that that's not going to happen guys like gensel might uh might Gensel? have a stick around. Gensel? 
Uh, so the the Penguins are, are off for a few days now. They play uh, Saturday night. Uh, they they're on the road in Vegas, and then they uh, go out to Arizona. Um, so a uh, few days off uh, to enjoy a, a big win, which they haven't done in quite some time. Um, that's it for the Penguins. And now it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now this is the wrong Bill. Okay, who is the only coach ever suspended in the Stanley Cup Finals? Peter Laviolette. Nope. That was hmm. my guess. That was a solid guess. R- was Robbie Fatorik. Uh, uh-uh. Don Cherry. And that no. My God, it feels like you guys are legitimately trying to. Yeah, Mike to... Keenan. Not Mike Keenan. Mike Milbury. Scotty Bowman. Mike Milbury in the Stanley Cup Finals? That yeah, that's hilarious, Nick. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> no, not Scotty Bowman. You'd, you figure he'd been there enough, right? Um, Red Auerbach. No, that's... Uh, that, you know, I don't, doesn't, I don't, Don, doesn't he have a cigar or something? Yeah. Tortorella. <laughs> John Doe, not John Tortorella. Oh, he should be suspended from life. At uh, Riley. Fuck the Flyers. Uh, that's basketball. We're getting further away now. Oh, shit. We're on a sorry. good. Oh, sorry. Uh, Joe Torrey. Oh, baseball manager. No. Oh, I think Nick hit his button again. He hit it. No, he definitely hit his button again. Hobie Baker. Uh <laughs> Not, um, not Hobie Baker, but I like where you're at, Steve, because I feel like this is one of the names in hockey that we really recognize as being one of those iconic names. Lester Patrick. No, not Lester. James Patrick. Not, <laughs> not James Patrick. Oh, God, here we go. Patrick Dolan. Jack <laughs> oh, Jack Adams. That's the guy. Oh, Tom good one. Jack Adams. Really? Jack Adams. Very good, Tom. Nice job. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that was a, that was a different. Done. That was a different Wowzers. trivia. That was like we really did try. Wowzer. Well, it's it's because it's been an hour and a half <laughs> since we started. Because it's almost midnight. <laughs> Let's talk right. some money. I wasn't. That wasn't so terrible. It's okay. What was? What was? Are, okay? are, are we? I don't think we have a sponsor yet for Money Talks. No, we don't. But uh, well, we, yeah. we, we'll, 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 obviously. No. TD Bank. Yeah, yeah, it, maybe, maybe, maybe E Trade or, or something Wells like Fargo. that. Maybe we should make it some uh, betting site. Everybody yeah. else has yeah. betting sponsors. <laughs> Money. It's a gas. Grab that cash with all right well tonight i wanted to talk about uh or ask the question uh what do you guys think on noah dobson's next contract uh the reason i asked is he is having a career year and it it's looking like a pretty damn good year, even though I didn't nominate him as the, the team MVP. Uh, he's right there. And um, he's got some pretty good numbers looking at it. Um, and just kind of going through Noah's contract, what where he is right now, he's making 
four million this year, four million next year, uh, kind of like a bridge year before his next, like trying to buy some of the time before he, uh, be, before he becomes a UFA. So he'll be twenty, twenty-three now. He'll be twenty-four, five range before his last uh, big, you know, big deal of trying to sign him or he can try to get as much of the UFA time as they can. Now, so wait, so he's he's got one more next year one and more. then UFA. And then he's UFA. I believe it'll be UFA at that point. Um, because it'll be 20. What's the thing on it? I no, don't no, know. I, Ex- I it expiry is. status is RFA with arbitration rights. Um, however, I can definitely, hmm. yeah, you're right. The, the first, uh, I, I, the first thing I thought of was, was Adam Fox's contract. And I, I think it's gonna it, but I don't know what the cap number is gonna be at that in two years from now. You have to think sure. it's gonna be closer to ninety. I hope. Um, so I, I mean, I think I, I would say somewhere eight point five okay. to All nine right. million dollar range. Well, it's more rhetorical right now. We're gonna get to that point. That was you jumping the gun before we get to the segment. I know. Uh, listen, I won trivia. Now I won money talks. This is great. <laughs> All right, so I'm looking at kind of so I just I want to say you know four million a year this year, four million a year next year. Um, he's a bargain. Where he's right now, he is top five in scoring for D-men. He's third in the league behind Quinn Hughes, Kel McCarr. They're 52, 51 points each. Noah's got 43. Evan Bouchard and Victor Hedman both have 40, rounding out the top five. He's also second in the league in the average time on ice. Uh, he's right behind Drew Doughty. It's like only about seven or eight seconds behind him um, in that regard. Fuck Drew. Uh, fuck Drew Doughty, by the way. I know we say fuck, fuck yeah. the Flyers all the time. Fuck Drew Doughty, too. He's playing 25 minutes a game. Um, so he's getting a lot of ice time, obviously. Uh, another thing that really in- intrigues me is that I, I don't really care for the primary assists or, sorry, uh, secondary assists. Stat, I feel like stat, you know, assists get kind of inflated because secondary stat assists a lot. And he's actually top of the leagues right now in primary assists, which I thought was also very impressive because, to be honest, that's the guy that gets the puck to, you know, the guys who are scoring typically. It's not the uh, one, you know, in little pass that gets an extra point for somehow. Um, and he's he's got also a plus 15 in his – um uh, in, in plus minus this year, which I don't really normally count too much on. Plus minus is kind of like a stat that just usually you get more points, you know, usually it's higher, but he's also half his points are, are on the power play. So he's playing pretty well, five on five. It's it, the metrics are there to show it. If you watch him play, you can see it too. Um, but he's really shaping up into a top 10 defenseman. It's kind of way I'm, I'm kind of seeing it right now. So, with that, was kind of thing said, you're looking at the guys that are making the big money. It's all looking like it's going to be in the nine to eleven, you know, twelve range, depending on how much these guys are getting paid. Uh, Adam Fox is making nine point five, you know, um, for what the next uh, one, two, three, four, five, six years left on this contract. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Dalene, Dalene, who is the same age, is twenty three, just like Dobson. His next contract kicks in next year, and it's 11 mil a year for eight years. And is he the same kind of player as Dalene? I'm not so sure how Dalene's going to really turn out over time. He might, he's got a bigger frame 
Um, obviously, like, you know, where you get drafted doesn't really matter once you're in the league. But, you know, that's a contract that could be right there. It could be like 11 mil. They both play right hand, you know, right. They're both right D men. Um, Dalene does play, he's a lefty though. He does play both sides, but right handed defensemen technically get a little more unless you're someone like Quinn Hughes who just, you know, scores a million points. Screw that guy. Um, and then you got, uh, you know, Adam, uh, we said on Fox, um, you know, Evan Bouchard is kind of a similar area where he's breaking out this year, but he's still on, he's at, I think, 3.9 this year. For another year, he, him and it looks like Bouchard and Dobson could probably be. They may they they may have that standoff with their with the their agents because they're making basically the same amount of money this year and next year. And if they have the same style, you know, time uh, type of years where they're breaking out this year, have a really good year next year, there could be you know those guys could be making eleven twelve a year. Um, it's possible. I don't know if that's really what happens, but it's a really interesting thing to, to, to kind of watch in real time, seeing a, a, a player like we haven't had a defenseman really be a breakout defenseman on the aisles in a long time. So it's a really interesting to see the thing to see. So what are you guys' thoughts on 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 that, those kind of numbers being thrown around? I definitely think uh, it seems right on par with, with what I would expect. But then again, the defensive market in the next two years – I mean, eleven million dollars. Not really. Yeah, yeah. So is that a bad contract in a, in like three four years? I, I don't want to. No, I don't want to start saying that's a bad contract because he's going to first start blowing it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but man, oof. Yeah, I, all those so contracts were, north of ten mil are like a tough pill to swallow. But like that just seems where things are going, and I think he's that caliber player. So. Yeah, so at at the time at the time when those contracts get signed, maybe he is an eleven million dollar contract. Maybe that Adam Adam Fox contract kind of is going to look yeah. Well, it's going to look good, but you know, if Fox was was going to sign a contract, what would he make? He would probably make eleven million dollars. Sure, he'd probably be in that in that ballpark. Um, Yep. He's he's a perennial. He's a perennial. You know, Norris Trophy guy. He's he's top five every year. So yeah, he would yeah, be but there's, there. but there's nothing to say that Noah Dobson is not going to win the Norris this year because he's certainly in the conversation. So that's so that's what I'm saying. So then yeah. the Dobson contract would be on par with what you would expect. Hundred percent. Yeah, it would be hard to see uh, him beating out Hughes and McCarr, but in Hughes especially with his breakout year. But I mean, he's had a great year, and it's uh you know it's it's pretty noticeable on a team that has has been shitty defensively, and uh, it's kind of that bright spot. So it's it's really interesting to watch, but uh, I think it's a it's an interesting uh, kind of spot where the Isles will have to make a decision in a few years, uh, you know, next year really actually to, to figure out the extension with them. Maybe in the summertime because they have to really start to look at where Pulak Pelik, um, they're making about five point five six million a year um, the next for a bunch of years. So those two guys and then Mayfield do signed up for s- seven years at. God, this is too. I mean, I don't want to think about his contract. It's it's too long and too much money. Um, would Lou would Lou do but, that? Would Lou does Lou normally give out contracts when it's not a contract year? No. Typically, I yeah, they did with Sorokin this last year. So Sorokin, yeah. they they signed him because he's like they're like he's the guy. Yeah. Um, but you know, I you could see it happen. It depends if they want to make it. They they get a priority. There's not a lot of things they have to do in the offseason. 
you know, Cal Clutterbuck might have, might come back. Um, but he's 36. Martin, Matt Martin better not be fucking back. Um, and then you have Simon Holmstrom's an RFA, Wallstrom's an RFA. They might move one of them. Into, well, they might move Wallstrom. Um, Holmstrom's definitely coming back. And then, um, you know, you, there's a couple of UFAs, but it's really not much. Mike Riley, Spash Naho, these are not real difficult ones. They're not making a lot of money. Um, so really, like, there's not a lot of work to do. You have to figure out, like, long term, you know, how much you gonna pay this guy? So that's just. But again, it'll come down to like, uh, can they move thing pieces around? Because we've traditionally had a lot of forwards um, eating up a lot of the contract space. So unless you can get rid of a, a, a uh, like an Anders Lee or Brock Nelson, you know, because you have to eventually pay those other guys, uh, it's possible. But it'll be interesting to see. So uh, just kind of interesting, interesting deep dive this week uh, on Noah Dobson, and uh, next week we'll look at uh, some other players. Very interesting, yeah, yeah. Darlene. It, it's it's horrifying to see what those contracts are going to be as the as the cap grows and grows over the next couple of years, and you know, the, all those contracts that we look at now are bargains, all of them. Well, okay, except, the majority, except, maybe, except maybe not, maybe not Willie Nylander. Patrick Laine, his 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 contract looks real better now. Yeah, but he's not the player that that was for sure. Okay, let's go to uh, the state and Steve stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca Cola Zero Sugar. This one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2014. Please go to December 29th. Aw, okay. I'm not certain that this is the exact date of this article but uh, or this incident, but it's the date of the article. That's what I can go on. December 29th <laughs> was a Monday. We began the day with no breakfast. Son of a bitch. Ice skating and uh, returns from Christmas were on the agenda for the afternoon. There was a lunch stop at Wegmans where I enjoyed a delicious ham and Swiss sub. Uh, dinner was confects with, uh, I don't know, people, some Tom and Lauren, I don't know who that is. I had a Reuben uh, French fries and a Coke, Ooh. a regular, Ooh, regular, a regular Coke. Coke. Uh, Tom, nice. why did you pick Monday, December 29th in the year 2014? What did I eat? You didn't write it down? I did not write. No, I, I very rarely eat, write down what, what other people eat. What, that, what the fuck? That's just fucking crazy talk. <laughs> Well, obviously that was the day an identify an unidentified man um had to have uh, in South America had to have a lungfish surgically removed after he inserted it into his anus. Mm. Uh, 
According to the reports, the man sought medical help at the university hospital in Brazil after the fish wriggled into his intestines. While he recovers from the operation, the fish had to be euthanized despite oh. still being alive when the yeah, doctors uh, removed it. It was wiggling. Poor fish. Uh, the man had allegedly taken legal action. Against the um, fish? What? And lodged a formal complaint uh, through his solicitor after footage of the operation emerged <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta find that. Uh, we gotta find that. If uh, I was a surgeon, I'd be like, yeah, yo, go get your camera. Uh, yeah. Actually, actually shoot the, it, it, it does say the fish came before that. Oh, good. So the guy didn't come, the, the, fish, the fish did. did. Oh. The fish did. Weird. So that's what happened December 29, 2014. What is the fascination with sticking shit up your ass? I'm asking why I'm looking at I'm actually I'm looking at Bill actually. <laughs> if I wanna, I'm gonna be honest here. <laughs> that's that, I I wish uh I wish it had any appeal to me. I would and I would try it and report back to you, but it just yeah, I can't when you when you started the story, the first sentence uh just made me think of Eurotrip, where the woman <laughs> is talking about putting things up your anus. Yes, I, I that's the voice I had in my head as well. <laughs> it always is. Anytime I hear that word, yes. there are particular words. Uh, listen, congratulations to Mark Andre Fleury. And second anybody place else who's all still time. around listening to this. Congratulations. Second to them, place too. all time. <laughs> there was something else that I had. Another I, I 10 years and he and, and he might he might get close to Marty. Yeah, yeah Marty did have all years in St. Yeah, fuck you. Well, Devils fuck fans it. always got to rain on any any goaltender that accomplishes well, anything. Devils fans just got to shut yeah. up and be like, "Well, yeah. Marty, blah blah blah." It's all we fucking got, dude. He's yeah, he's got nothing right now. It's dude. all we you got. Gotta let him have that. You it's the dice that. move. It's all we got. <laughs> he's really got nothing right now. Yeah, oh, look at this cute. Look at this okay. cute present <clears> I got. <throat> look at this. Coming in like, why are they so? It's a, it's a Zamboni. <laughs> wow. Did he make what a... that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don Wolf made it. What, Don what a Wolf sexy a huge, robe that is. He is a huge fan of... Uh, the Coca-Cola Zero? No. Uh, the religious singer that Billy loves. Neil Morse. Neil Morse. <laughs> Bill drove for 14 hours with this guy from New Jersey uh, to... Uh, Tennessee, right? Nashville. Yeah, that's and, right. What uh, if Don? What if Don Wolf, instead of saying, "Hey, Bill, you know, I make these vehicles out of Coke cans," what if he said, "I like to stick gerbils up my ass"? <laughs> oh, that was a different conversation. We had a lot of conversations. You had that. So, like, alive or dead? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want it alive. You want you want to feel it. That's what I'm saying. You want to feel it. I mean, come on. <laughs> Now, interestingly, Don, uh, like that. Don Wolf, Don Wolf, who who loves prog rock and knows more than anything anybody that I've ever met knows about prog rock, knows more than anybody I've ever known, right? But we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame while we were down there. He's a bigger country fan than he is. He just knows everything about every kind of music. Jesus, it's bizarre. Anybody makes these aluminum vehicles. 
Um, yeah. You know what I especially love? He obviously went deep in his little collection of cans because they haven't made the black Coke Zero can in a long fucking time. Yeah, he's been saving cans for a while. That's awesome. <laughs> hmm. It's really weird. I mean, wow. I, I would I would say it's weird you know that, but then I'm like, no, you, you've drank a thousand. <laughs> oh, no, he's, yeah. Thousand. That's fitting. He used the black ones. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> like Steve mentioned, thanks for sticking around. It w- Listen, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I hope you did. Yeah, too. Who, who doesn't want to talk 45 minutes about the uh, All-Star game? <laughs> Everybody. Uh, go on to Twix at friends underscore rivals. Uh, give us a follow on there. Drop by and say hi. Uh, go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a leave a uh, a, a, a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We will read it on the blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Yep, Billy, yep, say something. Right. <laughs> Just got four words for you guys. How about them Cowboys? Oh, thank God, they're so good. <laughs> 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 <laughs>